we are a proud member of the 143 Podcast Network. The Cheers to Comics Podcast is proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics Podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. Well, hello again, Slurds. Welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 268. The 268th episode of the Cheers to Comics podcast just so happens to be a creator corner. The creator that I cornered on this here episode is none other than Jonathan Hedrick. I made sure it's it right this time. Uh, <laughs> refer to later on in the podcast. You'll understand my foible there. Couldn't say his name right. Saved my life to begin with, but, yeah, whatever, Jonathan Hedrick, he's the man, uh, if you don't know him, you definitely know the recount, you know, if you have your, uh, your ear to the new comic book game at all, you know all about the recount, big, huge, mass success, sold out everywhere, I'm doing tremendously, we talked before the release of this book, so we weren't necessarily celebrating the success, I was just kind of, uh, celebrating the future success if you will so yeah uh i i hope you enjoy this this really was a very fun fun chat that i gotta have with jonathan and uh just another dude proven scout knows what the hell's up that's for sure so before we get into all this i gotta tell you all about hooked on comics hooked on comics now they are brought to me by nsclivetv.com to bring to you uh, let's start with NSCLiveTV.com first, actually. NSCLiveTV.com really does bring you the overall comic book experience, everything from auctions to um, uh, everything, man. Uh, podcasts. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, grateful to say that I'm actually the voice of NSCLiveTV.com, but I'm not the only podcast on there. Uh, toys, even toys, man. Um, comic book locators. It's just. Or shop locators. They, these NSCLiveTV.com really knows what the hell they're doing. Way ahead of the game. So check them out. But a big part of NSCLiveTV.com is uh, Hooked on Comics. Hooked on Comics comes at you mostly on Tuesdays and Saturdays at 5 and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Tuesday is their new book pre-sale show. And Saturdays is their everything else under the sun show from slabs to silvers to bronzes and keys and all of the good stuff, man. All of the good stuff. Not saying that the modern stuff isn't good, but you, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. So Tuesdays and Saturdays uh, at 5 Eastern and 7 Eastern. Uh, NSCLiveTV.com, channel 3. When you get to NSCLiveTV.com, you'll know what I mean. Just click on the little channel guide there and you'll see them all. Channel 3, that is uh, Hooked on Comics. Or you could hit up the Hooked on Comics Facebook page and the Cheers to Comics Facebook group because you know I'm shouting them out in there so uh and you can even find me in these these uh these feeds these auctions chat it up man tell them brian sent ya. and uh yeah there we go without further ado i bring to you the man that has graced the world with the phenomenon that is the recount the soon-to-be legend the scout golden boy jonathan hedrick 
Alright, Jonathan Hedrick, how you doing, sir? Good, how you doing? I'm I'm good, man. Uh, did I say that right? Is it Hedrick? Uh Hedrick. But Hedrick. Yeah. Okay, see uh, I had it in my head it was Hedrick <laughs> the whole time. I had been saying Hedrick since we talked and I took a look at it and I was like, something tells me it's Hedrick. But <laughs> here I am wrong. But, it's all right. <laughs> Jonathan Hedrick, right on, man. How are you? I know as we speak it's uh crazy times. It is, yeah. Well, I'm surviving one day yeah. at a time. Yeah, no, totally surviving. Uh, these I, I booked three interviews today. Believe it or not, I'm, I'm talking with someone after you. I made it oh, a wow. point to make sure that my head is uh, not in the the world of current events. Sure. I'm strictly in the world of comic books right now, so I'm I'm pumped for you taking the time to do this. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, good good place for your head to be. Comics, not anywhere else. Damn straight, man. Damn straight. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, uh, I know that you've you've done things and you're doing things. But for any new uh, potential followers out there and any listeners, we gotta we gotta play the origin story game here. Sounds good. Um, I, I, let's let's start with when. When were comics a part of your life? Oh wow. Um, I remember going to the grocery store and being that kid that was attracted to the spinner rack, mm. you know? And that's, that was my first introduction to comics. Just them being bent and folded over the side, <laughs> but they knew exactly how, how that system was perfect because it was always in reach of a smaller person, like a child. Uh-huh. I, I was picking up, you know, the uh, animated uh, adaptation of Ninja Turtles early on. Nice. Uh, you know, things that I could relate to. Um, Ren and Stimpy comic books, even. Okay. Yeah, the, lots of fun. Um, those things you could read over and over again too. They yes. weren't really. It wasn't heavy material, and you'd want to go back and forth like you would a uh, an episode of a, one of those cartoon shows. You could rewatch it over and over again. I, I like how you put that because you know that's that's something that's really undervalued in comics is rereadability, and especially when it comes to those you know seemingly shoved under the rug cartoon type of magazines. Mm-hmm. No man, I mean you still watch anime. I mean I still watch Animaniacs and go back yeah. and watch all that stuff. So it's uh, it, it's. My one of my favorite comics of all time is a Ren and Stimpy comic. Actually, it's the the Powdered Toast Man, yes, the Spider Man. Yeah. I I, yeah. I can go through and read that comic any day of the week and just yeah. laugh just as much as I did the first time. So I'm glad you made that point. Cool, thank you. Yeah. Um. So as far as the uh, we, well, we kind of covered the what you know that you were reading the 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 more of the the cartoony type of books. No superhero books really. Well, I eventually segued into superhero books when like the x-men animated series came out mm-hmm. and those were just so um this, this done very well to give you a, as much of the actual uh storylines from the comics you know you got the dark phoenix saga and bishop and things like that but then someone told me that there's more to it obviously mm-hmm. so i wanted i got those back issues and had to read the, all you know the things that they couldn't put into the show and, and that just dived me deeper into that world of comics and then you know the x-men branched off to wolverine and all the other uh stories all the other characters that had their own series mm-hmm. um and another one that drew me in was the batman animated series oh yeah i mean that was so good uh, i mean it's it's a classic i think it, it it's probably should be viewed as how things are done yeah um, and most of them were very episodic. Uh, a few of them went on, you know, were two-parters. But um, it really dived deep into the mythos of Batman, and that made 
me want to as well, especially in the 90s when you had such amazing um, crossover events like the Nightfall Saga. Um, mm-hmm. and that, you know, that bled into all the other, other things later on. So, yeah, the, I think looking back, and I'm realizing it too for the first time, is the, how much uh, the animated cartoons of the 90s probably pulled me into comics more. Uh, you and so many others. I mean, I got to say the same for myself as well. If it wasn't for, uh, like you said, X Men the animated series and Batman Adventures, I, I don't. I mean, I don't know how invested I would be in these days. It was, yeah. it was just mind blowing stuff. Um, have you had the chance to check out the the relaunch of the Batman Adventures series they're doing right now? The Adventures Continue. I read issue one, and yeah. it was just enough. I need to go get the rest of them. That right geez, on. the end was, oh, so worth it. Oh, I'm see. I'm glad to hear that. I haven't had the chance. I, I I've I've had it on my pull list since issue one. Um, I'm deciding I'm gonna wait until it's at the final seventh issue and give it all a binge. But well, yeah, I won't spoil it for you because it was it's a good tease at the very end of that issue one. Oh yeah, man. Oh, yeah. you have me pumped. You have me pumped. <laughs> you won't be disappointed. I promise. <laughs> right on. <laughs> um. So, uh, who who were you? I mean. After you got into comics and you started reading them, at what point did you realize, I think maybe this is something I might want to try? Yeah, it probably took a long time after being like a comic book reader and collector before I realized it was something I could you know, cross over into. Yeah. Uh, I was always drawn to writing uh, in short story formats and things like that. I, I was able to excel in those subjects in okay. school um, without having to know exercise it too much um uh on a higher level but uh and i still have a ton to learn by no means am i you know an Mm -hmm. expert but um it it was enough for me to feel like it was enjoyable because you know you might be good at math but do you have fun doing math (laughs) right Right. science that could be one where it might be fun to do you know but uh I, i thoroughly enjoyed writing especially in other subjects where you had to write it, mm-hmm. like book reports and things like that so um well i had short stories that i just never showed anyone but then one day i was watching a live youtube video with a comic book writer called uh named doug wagner he okay. writes um the ride and plastic at image and i had a chance to ask him because it was live um what his advice would be to get into comic books as a writer and he said you can just make one now the the (laughs) it's so accessible because of the internet and social media you can hire someone overseas paypal them the their page rate email them uh the script and then you're you'll get the pages back and then you send it to the next guy it's so much more uh plausible nowadays and it was just even probably 30 years ago when you had to mail the pages back and forth. I mean, that probably was so tedious back then, especially harder for uh, indie creators that mm-hmm. didn't have the funds to pay for postage and all the other nuances that came about. So, yeah, I'm very for- fortunate that, you know, modern era technology is allowing me to make comic books right now. Yeah, no, that's it, it's. I never really thought of it like that. You know, technology really spawning this this surge in independent comics. I, I yeah. didn't realize how, you know, how important accessibility was. Me as some, 
idiot, I just figure if you work for Image Comics, everybody just lives right next door to the Image headquarters, and they all get together and right. drink coffee and shoot the shit all day and right. doodle and write. And obviously, that's not the truth of it at all. Uh, it's um, so yeah no that's that's uh, once again another great point you make for any indie creators out there aspiring you know it's no reason to be held back due to accessibility now exactly it helps when you uh, have that artist that lives across the street from you so you can shake them when they're uh, late on turning pages but yeah I haven't worked on one project where someone wasn't on a different continent than than wow Yeah, that's that, that's crazy, man. I was actually just talking with uh, Adam Clemson this morning, mm -hmm. so I had to wake up extra early because he's yeah. in Dubai. So I mean, right. it's uh, it's 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 crazy to know that there's people all over the world that are you know it's one thing for the Americans to to I mean because this feels like a very Western type of uh, medium. Yeah. Um, but to to have people across the seas willing to 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 jump on and work with us Americans and create this awesome, right. awesome content. I mean, uh, it, yeah. it, it has me pumped. It has me fired up, man. Yeah, me too. And when they have the same enthusiasm and they're not looking at it as just another job, because right. I've worked with those people too, that they're, they're going, they're paying, they're going through this just to get that one paycheck and then they're moving on. But when they're also excited about the project too, and they're willing to share on their social media and can't wait for the next script, That really drives me and motivates me more as a creator too. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, when you got a motivated creator, man, we're gonna get some awesome content. That's for exactly. sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So let's let's talk maybe a little who now. Uh, you got any um uh, inspirational people out there? Any writers that you just really clung to? I know you said you're reading the X Men. I'm sure Claremont may be up yeah. there. Claremont. I always look uh, looking back. I always thought um, he was a little too. Uh, a, much of a heavy writer for mm -hmm. me I, as you know the kid I was at the time is uh, when Days of Future Past came out in the theaters I was like oh, I need to reread that I probably didn't understand it when I was a kid and I'm rereading it I'm like yeah I, I don't even, I barely understand it now <laughs> <laughs> yep um but yeah he, he was a, a big one um Chuck Dixon when he was writing all the, those Batman stories mm -hmm. um he's a great creator Uh, and some of the more modern guys like uh, Jeff Lemire, and oh, he's yeah. a fantastic horror writer. Uh, everything he does is just amazing. Um, I could go on forever talking about him. Oh man, um, uh, Tom King, uh, it, uh, his Mister Miracle work is, was fantastic. That Batman run that he did was awesome. Mm -hmm. um, Scott Snyder, uh, when he's doing, you know, Batman or, or horror stuff, can really turn it on. Definitely. So those are like some of the main guys. I could probably go on all day and just name drop people, though. <laughs> right on. No, I, I feel you for sure. I mean, because every single one of these people, I'm like, yep, no, that, that guy's awesome. That guy's, I mean, I, yeah. There's there's plenty to be inspired from, but you're definitely sure. naming some uh, yeah. some Rushmore type of names. That's right. for sure. That's a good point, yeah. yeah. Um. So let's, let's talk about your actual breaking in. You know, you realize, okay, this is what I want to do. I got the advice. You know, mm -hmm. I, I was told how to make a comic. It's super easy, supposedly, uh, <laughs> which it's not. It's easy to do on paper, but when it comes down to it, no, there's yeah. nothing easy about making a comic. No. Um, so what, uh, what was your, your, your breakthrough? When did you really, or what was your first uh, published book? Let's put it that way. So that would be last year of, it's called Freak Show Princess. Hold on, you've just been doing this for, with, for a year? That, that's it? 
Yeah. Jesus uh, Christ, dude. See, that's why I couldn't find a whole lot on you. Like, I'm, I pride myself on doing research. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, he has got all these books, but, but where's yeah. the data? And son yeah. of a bitch, man. I mean, you yeah. shit, this is uh, anyone. I mean, I hate to say 2020 is your year. It's 2020 is no one's year. Right. But Jesus, dude, um, you, you, you made the best of it. You definitely made a name for yourself. Just a year? That's crazy. Thank you. Yeah, it's been fast and furious. I mean, I, again, I've always been a writer. I've had stories in my head and on paper in some format, but I haven't been moving them into comics until like May of last year. And then the first one got self-published in October of last year. So as far as published, um, if we can count self-publishing, it's been just shy over a year. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, congratulations on the rapid yeah. success, no doubt. Thank you. Yeah, it's so, been fast and furious. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah. So tell us about this first book, though. Yeah, so Freak Show Princess is a zombie one-shot that I did not even intend in its original format to ever be adapted to comics. But I I saw that interview with Doug Wagner, and I dusted off the digital dust from that uh, story and sat down and learned how to write in comic script format, which okay. it doesn't really have one necessary way of doing that. Oh, no, and, definitely not. Yeah, right. So you know, I got checked books out from the library. I looked at some samples online and found like the format that I thought I could do it. And I'm still adapting my format on every script. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I moved it into the comic book script format, and then I went online to a Facebook group that is um, uh, meant to connect comic book writers and comic book artists. So people put out their work, their uh, sam page samples, and their page rates. And I scrolled through there and found someone that I thought matched his style, matched the story the most. Reached out to him. His name's Ben Worrell. He um, uh, is a, a comic book company called Sheath in um, Colorado. So he, okay. thankfully he was already very experienced in this process. And he helped guide me through it as a first time, you know, creator slash project manager. Because when you're a writer, especially in the indie world, you're, you're a project manager probably 98% of the time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So he helped me through that process. He recommended the colorist, uh, the letterer, and I just I took his word for it, and it worked out fine. And we did um, kind of like a streamline method. He would give me five penciled ink pages. I'd send that to the colorist. Colorist is now working on one through five. Now Ben's working on six through ten. Colorist is done on one through five. Now to the letterer. And that worked out pretty smoothly for over the course of three, four months in time for me to send it to um, a printer a few weeks yeah. before Halloween of last year. So that's that's incredible. Yeah. And I really couldn't have also, probably wouldn't have been driven to do it enough if I didn't have the support of a handful of comic book stores in my county that just really are supporters of indie that they'll let. If you, you drew your comic book by hand and stapled it your, yourselves, they would still let you in the store. Oh, dude, feel free to shout those guys out if you want. You want to give them a plug. Famous Faces and Funnies, 9.9 .9 Comics, uh, Kingdom of Comics, Infinite Mushroom, all those guys in Brevard County. If you're ever on the Space Coast of Florida to see a launch or whatever, 
look up the comic book stores we have in this area because you won't be disappointed. Right on, man. Right on. I, I do. I, I'm obviously, you know, a fan of the local comics shop, but one yeah. that supports indie comics to that level to actually help you propel a career. Mm-hmm. That's that's something to be applauded for sure. Yeah. That's going above and beyond. It Very is, yeah. few shop owners uh, have that initiative anymore. You know, right. They, so, yeah. man, that's awesome. That's down in Florida. Florida. Yep. Central cool. Florida. Right on, man. So uh, you, you seem to kind of be running with this freak show thing now. Um, you, you have some sort of line of freak show comics, it looks like? Yeah, it, it kind of haphazardly occurred that way. But um, so people were like, oh, that can't be the end. That can't be the end in regards to freak show princess. I'm like, yeah, that was just a one shot. That's just how it was supposed <laughs> to be. If you didn't like the ending. Uh, but it, a lot of people um, kept asking me for more. But I'm like, well... I could do a, a companion piece that's something set in the same world as that story, not a direct sequel to it. So uh, I did that, and um, that was called Freak Show Night with a K, and gotcha. I uh, launched that on Kickstarter back in September. Uh, I got fully funded, and I it should have the copies from the printer by the end of this week, so I'm really excited about that so I can start mailing it out to all the backers and supporters. Well, and um, you've, you've got more big news with that book, too, right? You, I mean, that got picked up. Yes. Uh, um, so that got uh, got signed by Second Sight, mm-hmm. which is a imprint of Caliber Comics. Um, they're going to uh, be publishing that later next year. Um, and I brought it to them because Freak Show Princess is going to be included in one of their anthologies as well. Oh, okay. So that, that'll be in a black and white version of Freak Show Princess. And um, Mississippi Zombies number two. Gotcha. Well, uh, felt... Okay, so Bradley. All right, gotcha. Bradley Golden. Yep. yep, yep. Oh yeah. No, I know Bradley Golden. He, I, I had him. Yep. Oh yeah. Totally. Totally. Uh, Second Sight is really. Uh... See, here's the deal. I know Second Sight killed it by bringing in Cult of Dracula, sold ten thousand copies first. Yeah. I mean that that that's huge. And then right. I saw a Jonathan Hedrick book going over to Second Sight. I'm like, what the fuck is Bradley dangling in front of these guys? Like he, how is he getting this kind of talent over there on this virtual? I mean, there, can't really argue it. It's a nobody publisher. No one's heard of them yet. Right. Yet is the key word. Yeah. Um, but time. these 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 pickups, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, these Jonathan Hedrick pickups. <laughs> like yeah. That's that's gonna put them on the map, man. I I'm anxious to talk with Bradley. I know we had something scheduled and mm-hmm. things happen. We're gonna we're gonna line that back out. But I gotta know. I gotta know. I mean, it's yeah. uh, he, he's it's something in the water. He's uh, sending out to you guys. I don't know. He's a very but, humble guy, and I w- I decided you know I wanted to keep them in all the freak show titles in house with second sight that way yeah. it comes to like a trade a collected version of all of them because yeah, there's more in the works now and um yeah why, it's so much easier to keep it all in the same publisher underneath one umbrella oh, yeah. no totally oh uh, I'm, I'm i'm stoked to see that you brought it to him man because yeah. i mean you, you you've got works with other publishers as well you're not just some self-published kickstarter guy i mean and there's nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that at all yeah. not not at all but um on the next level you got scout sniffing you out and they done yes. sniffed you out and <laughs> <laughs> they, they they found you man i, I i've said it a, a hundred times on this podcast now and i'm probably never gonna stop saying it scout is the best publisher out there they're ahead of the curve uh mm. in every way shape or form their their quality standards are above all 
Mm-hmm. And uh, when when I see a new scout book, I, I I get all drooly, and I got the the ash can of the recount. Nice. And yes. one of their subscription boxes, and right. I'm like literally salivating right now. <laughs> this is <laughs> I'm so pumped uh, to to check out the recount, man. Yeah. Tell us about the recount and all of the times to be releasing this book. Yeah. Um, uh, how how planned was that? Well, you know, I wrote this story. Of the recount in 2019, early okay. 2019. Uh, I brought it to Scout with the first issue com- kind of completed um, in November of last year. So now here it is, November 11th, next week is when issue one comes out. So it kind of shows you how long the cycle of comics actually takes. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone was like, let's put it out right after the election i think it just (laughs) fell in the course of projects that were complete and were ready to go it made sense but it was also not as important to oh we don't want to put it out that month either you know it it just because people are going to automatically assume that there's some agenda with this book with it being a political thriller with the climate that we live in right now but Mm -hmm. it's not I, I tell everyone every chance I get, I am not smart enough to be writing political <laughs> agendas in a comic book. All right. Um, yeah, I'm super apolitical. The book doesn't even use the words Democrat or Republican. There's See, no... now that I like, man. See, yeah. that I like. See, I'm all about uh, political satire. Um, I'm all about it, but I don't I don't like it when it leans a certain way. It doesn't matter what yeah. my beliefs are, um, even if it's uh, for what I'm usually for i still get this queasy feeling like ah this is a little on the nose and i don't like it and yeah it's good to know that this is you you don't use any type of divisive words any uh, yeah. that i i really like and that's got to be tricky man how do you talk about a, a presidential book without bringing up parties like that how do you tiptoe well, around that i did um it, i think it was easier for me because i just i don't mean any direction at all um and like, and because of that, I can see how phony both sides can be mm-hmm. at any time. At any time, anyone's picking a war. They're reaching in the pockets of millionaires, billionaires, and CEOs. They're all doing that. You can't say none of them are doing that. So right. they all they all have their agendas. So if I write the generic uh, politician, it's safe that way. Mm-hmm. You know, and that- I, no, I, I, I agree. That's definitely the way to go too. And I assume that you're not using any real political figures in this book either. Yeah, no, I mean, no. that's, that, that's wise. That, that was, uh, from the get go with my artist, I was like, we cannot make anyone look like anyone, you that's... know, these have to be very, um, you just, you can't tell, uh, who anyone may or may not look like. And so, yeah, it, the, uh, the vice president is a female, so I know we might have a future vice president. Yeah, but you know. that wasn't a thought in 2019. Exactly. Right. right. So yeah, I think we live in a world nowadays where that shouldn't be a shocker in, in the first place, though. You know, it's 
No, absolutely not. I mean, it's yeah. seriously, 2020. Uh, 30 years ago, they were talking 2020 like hover cars and uh, right. things like that. I mean, to if we if we could talk, you know, potential hover cars, why can't we talk about a female politician yeah. or I mean, I don't know. It's just right. it's just silly that that's even part of the the, the conversations now, you know. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but uh, we won't get into all that. Um, of course. I, 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 but I, I like how you respect that though. And when mm-hmm. you know, it's doing a political book is tricky, no doubt. It's right. probably trickier than doing a comedy or a horror book. Yeah, you know, because um, you, you you don't want to divide your audience. You just don't, especially when you're up and coming. You, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'm. I'm very anxious to see where you go with this. Just the this little teaser ash can here. <laughs> these first few pages. I'm. It seems like it's gonna be raw, man. I almost yeah. I almost kind of get like a purge feel out of it. Maybe it's just because there's no color in it yet, and it's I, I kind of get that drab type of whatever. But uh, you're you're I not use, in your head. Is purge kind of there? I used the purge several times when I was pitching it. Oh um, hell yeah! The main the main four books are gonna be in color. Uh, that oh, right on. Ashcan was intended to be more of like a true Ashcan version. Dude, this um, feels like a friggin' Ashcan. Yeah. Like it, it, newspaper. Like it even has a very unique smell to it. I know it <laughs> sounds weird, but I, I'm the kind of guy that sniffs comics. <laughs> oh, but, I, <laughs> yeah. But because it only has those four pages, it doesn't have any filler. It's four, you know, just right out the gate. And those four pages aren't in issue one. I try to tell people that look at it more as issue zero than anything else. Mm. So. Oh really? These aren't even an issue one. This is all original content. Exactly. Oh yeah. man, that makes this Ashkin very special. Yeah. It leads up straight into it's the day before the events uh, that occur on issue one. So. Oh man. Well, okay. Well, we've we've tiptoed all around it. Tell us what the recount is. <laughs> Shit, I totally <laughs> I I blew that one. <laughs> it's all good. So, uh, it is a story about this uh, outgoing um president who is uh who is tried and uh found guilty for voter fraud and during his uh resignation speech he's assassinated by one of his own secret service detail oh damn quickly after that while the vice president is trying to catch her breath and and now assume the role of um the presidency the conspirators make themselves public on national TV and lay out their plan, which is to uh, also kill off anyone that put that president into power. Oh, uh, shit. And, and also including the voters who they've got the information from and they release that information to the public and say, help us out in this cause. Um, so that's Jesus. where the purge kind of, kind of comes in. Oh, it. yeah. Damn, man. Um, so, well, just, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you nailed it in the first. Like I said, this this little teaser here. I mean, right. shit. It's. I mean, in no way, shape, or form does it allude to any of that. But you still yeah. get that. Oh, I have a feeling there's a lot of people that are fixing to die here. And, right. Yeah. Oh and man. It, and it's not even. It's not uh, violent to just appear violent. You know, there's a, a reason for it when it when you see it laid out panel by panel. It's just not. It's not the Punisher killing a bunch of people in the meth lab. You know, okay, it's it's thought out. There's a reason for it, uh, and the, you'll see that in the dialogue and and how the story progresses. 
Ah, that's incredible. And once again, just in a little bit of dialogue in here, it's hard to believe that you've only been doing this for a year, man. Oh, thank you. This this is wonderful script writing, wonderful dialogue. It's to the point. It's not Claremonti. It's not a bunch of... (laughs) (laughs) You you instantly get the, Mm. you know, shit's about to go down. You don't have to wonder if you're going to wait six issues before (laughs) we we, we get something. But, oh, man, very well done. Thank you. Very well done. Um, now, I see behind you, I know this is a podcast, so the listeners mm-hmm. can't see, but I had uh-huh. uh, Silverbacks on the show a few yes. weeks ago. And yep. that variant that he did, that Scarface homage, yes. I mean, this, this, this 1 in 10 variant is a killer. It's yeah. a killer, man. I hope a lot of people can get that copy because, um, yeah, I'm glad that Brian was able to work with me on that. And we, have, me and Brian are working on other things together, so... Hopefully. Yeah, uh, he touched on that, but he kind of alluded for me to talk to you about it. I mean, what what are you working on with old Silverbacks, man? The, the guy has so much energy; it's hard to. Oh, I know. He, he goes on these rants. I'm like, ah, stay on track, man. I don't, I don't. I, there's so much I want to talk about in that one sentence you just said. Right, he's all over the place. Uh, <laughs> but he has his um, Kara Prime universe, which yes. you know, Loggerhead is a part of, and some other characters that are coming out. And I worked with him on uh, creating some new characters for that world. Um, he just had a uh, Kickstarter end for the handbook, like the yep. basically different character profiles, which I um, put my two cents in on a few of them. So hopefully you'll be seeing maybe Loggerhead going up against one of those soon. Oh. Um, and some other new characters that um, can get uh, their own uh, one-shots. So. Yeah, we got some things in the works. That's awesome, man. I'm I'm happy to hear that you guys at Scout, you know, are come together. Once again, I know you guys aren't really neighbors. I think we're, we're I forget. He's we're in so Georgia. Yeah, he's in Georgia. So I guess not too not far. Not too away. far, but I, I'm not going to drive 12 hours to see Brian. Not not in a <laughs> pandemic. That's for damn <laughs> right. sure. <laughs> he's a cool guy and all, but yeah. he's just as cool from Zoom too. Yeah, um, yeah. Right on, man. That that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know this is kind of a backtracking here, but there's one. I, I mean, I'm so on the recount, no doubt. I mean, the, every yeah. all of the variant covers, everything that you've mentioned about it is incredible. Your your your, your freak show line at Second Sight Publishing. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. And the one thing that really really interests me that you've done that I haven't mm-hmm. talked about yet is capable. Yes. Um, yes. Now, I, I don't know where to get capable. You're going to have to tell me where to get capable. I'll pay out the ass to get capable. This right. is something that I am very, very attracted to. There's something about um, handy, capable characters mm-hmm. in comics. It's just right. so fucking overlooked and not used enough. And yes. um, I, I, I got to know what, what's what's behind capable for you. Where, where did that come from? Yeah, capable. Capable was the um, probably the me brainstorming after reading uh, Mark Wade's Irredeemable. And if people haven't read that, you really should go pick up every single trade for that because it's phenomenal. And that's a story of what if a Superman flipped on the world one day and mm. was bad uh, and like destroyed half the planet. Um, and I'm not talking like. Uh, What's his name? Frontliner from uh, the boys. I mean, oh, this Homelander. Is... Homelander. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, I, uh, that got me thinking. I love what if scenarios when I'm trying to think of a concept of a comic book. 
What if this one thing of our world was different? And you'd be surprised at how different our world would be if something flipped on, you know, on its tail like that. And that's when I was like, what if people that were disabled gained superpowers that were opposite of what their handicap was? Mm. How would that world that we lived in change? And I would imagine that if people still wouldn't do the right thing with those newfound powers, especially after a life of being ridiculed and, and being challenged to adapt to, you know, a world where every, most people are normal. And uh, I can't, I can't imagine. I go, went into it not wanting to be, you know, on a pedestal for that community because I don't identify with that community and I didn't want to pander to them at, at all. So that's been the challenge of writing capable is making sure that it, this isn't me assuming this is how people are, but it's also uh, taking some of my own life experience and uh, throwing that into the mix as well. So it explores what handicap is and what a disability is. You mm -hmm. hear the word disability and a lot of people just jump to someone I can't use their legs, missing an arm, but you can break it down to something as small as wearing glasses. That can be mm -hmm. a disability. You know, there's mental disabilities. So uh, I have two issues of Capable that are out. Uh, they uh, came out through a, a Kickstarter in some of my local stores. At issues one and two are available on Comixology and some other uh, digital platforms. But I'm planning on, hopefully by uh, December, launching another Kickstarter for issue three. And all those uh, previous issues should be available as well. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you 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 have my interest for sure because back in the days when I thought I was uh, capable of writing a comic, that was an idea that I kicked around. I wanted to, to not necessarily that by any mm -hmm. means, but the idea of using what I you know the handy capable as mm -hmm. the uh, just the the, the underdog um, right. and uh, just to kind of show. But at the same time, you know, I I, I wasn't as ballsy as you because you know <laughs> I, I don't I don't have the uh, the, the any type of knowledge around me. I don't know anybody like that. It's just, right. I, I have a, a, an empathy for, mm -hmm. for, for, for people in that situation. Yeah. And I almost, a lot of them, I already kind of look as superheroes in their own way with the shit that they have to go through. The, I mean, yeah. the stuff that we take for granted every day. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, it's, it's awesome to see that that sliver of an idea has, you know, was adapted to something much better than I could ever come up with. That's for sure. Thank you. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm so excited for this man. I, you, you probably didn't expect me to, to end it with capable. But, uh, I don't mind. I, I love, I love that story. I'm a very proud parent of capable. I, it's one of those books that I wish I had the resources to put out on a monthly basis, but yeah. I just, it's going to be six months in between every issue until, I'm a millionaire and I can <laughs> pay my artist uh, every month to produce. Right. So this isn't something that's done. This is something that you still aspire to continue to do, just not at quite the same pace. Yeah, exactly. It, it's an ongoing series in, a, in an indie format, so it's going to take you know some time. Oh, definitely. And I, I, all good things do take time. I mean, right. uh, the, the recount took a year. Yeah, um, and absolutely. the uh, man, this <laughs> I'm so pumped for this, Jonathan. I am. Thank you. This mm. is just what I need right now. I need some, 
some gritty violence, but not okay. for the sake of violence. But I, you know, I yeah. oh, this, uh, everything that you're doing sounds incredible. I can't wait to Thank check you. out your freak show stuff. Um, the, cool. Just the name is right up my alley. Freak show princess, freak show night. Was yeah. there was there another one? Is that Ashcan that uh, I had a friend of mine write called Freak Show Jester? Yes, so, yeah, that's the plan. Is that these are gonna ha have very like um, Renaissance names to them? So I'm calling the overall world the Freak Show Kingdom. So uh -huh. Princess Knight Jester. So I don't want to give any spoilers to some of the upcoming titles, mm -hmm. but yeah, one could that use their imagination. Exactly. Yeah. The um. The Ashcan was uh, a stretch goal my last Kickstarter for Freak Show Night. And I had my buddy David Galliano, who um, actually is in town, uh, very close to me. So it nice. is opposite of what we've been talking about <laughs> on the other side of the world. Um, uh, he wrote um, a title at Mad Cave called Savage Bastards. Yes. So I was like, hey, man, I got this idea for an eight-page eight Ashcan. I think it would be better if you wrote it so I could say, hey, I got this other guy to write a story. And if we get to the stretch goal, you can get his – this is like his first thing published outside of um, Savage Bastards. So that was, he was really happy to do that. It turned out great. I thought that was a really cool stretch goal. Ashcans are really hot right now, and it's a, an extra tangible thing for people to have uh, mm -hmm. more than just, you know, like a sticker or a uh, magnet. And those are great. I always use those, but to have another uh, actual magazine to read in addition. Well, it's, it's brilliant marketing as well, because then you get to gauge mm -hmm. the interest as to whether or not that you know, you want to come up with the resources to, to do another one. But exactly. when you get positive feedback on something that was initially free in a sense, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's great marketing. It's, it's awesome strategy. I, it's, <laughs> it's so much better than an enamel pin. I would rather have an ash can yes. than an enamel pin or right. a dozen stickers any goddamn right. day of the week. Um, especially as a comic collector, I'm not a pen collector. I'm not a sticker right. collector. I collect comics, man. So I, yeah. you got your finger on the pulse here, buddy. You thank do. You, thank you. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, and I like all the tchotchkes too. How often can I use them? I mean, I, I try to do the right thing and keep them in like the bag and board with the comic so they just don't get lost in the junk drawer. Um, but yeah, I, I totally get why other creators use it. You know, it's, it's part of the marketing. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I'm I'm loving it, man. Uh, but before we uh, we go, we've 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 talked about your origin story. We've uh, mm -hmm. talked about what's coming up, what you're doing now. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I gotta ask you the really dull questions that you're gonna get asked at a thousand conventions that you'll be heading sure. to. Uh, they're the important questions, though. At the yeah. same time, it still lets us know where your head's at in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, what 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 uh what what part of the skill you tip and um i, I gotta start out with the uh, uh I, guess I, I hate asking who the best superhero is who's the best protagonist in all of comics hmm wow you know i was um always drawn to uh the robins i think okay the robins got me into reading batman um because i i could identify to uh, Tim Drake at that age when he was the main Robin. Mm. And 
uh, that solo series that Chuck Dixon wrote was so much fun. You know, I could lay lay in bed at night thinking, wow, could I be Robin? You know, if I just exercised a little bit more and had like <laughs> a unlimited amount of uh, money. Um, and, and then that got me into reading Nightwing. And I loved how it was uh, when I found out that Nightwing used to be Robin and he had a whole, he, he was pretty much the first Robin at, then the Jason Todd stuff, though, mm-hmm. I think the way that they, the Robin history is really cool because it's something that can be fresh without ever uh, really bastardizing some of the previous ones. There's I just know. so much that could be done. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And it sounds like they're getting ready to bring in another one, maybe, or maybe. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not sure. But either way, you know, I'm for it. Uh, that's the first time I think anyone's I know for a fact anyone said Robin to that question. So that these are the reasons I asked that, you know, I, I yeah. get the Joker and I get Batman. Or I get I, I get the mainstream answers all the time. And I respect the mainstream answers. I respect the Spider-Man's and all that. Yeah. But it shows me that you're you're outside the box with Thank Robin. You. you know, that's. That's why I ask these questions. Now I got to, I mean, I have to follow up with who's the best Robin is. I I, I have to say Tim Drake's and he was yeah. my original Robin. So yeah, man. What was yeah. that? Uh, issue 435, I think was his first appearance in the Dixon run. Is it a 435 yep, I, or 437? Well, I mean, I, I, as Robin or, uh, uh no, as, uh, just Tim Drake entering. Yeah. I think it was, uh, like 430, one, one yeah. of those, it was either 435 or 437, one of those, but yeah, it sounds about right. It definitely was in the four early 400s. It's awesome, yeah. man. See, that's, yeah. that, that's reading Batman for a minute for sure. And you're still reading Tom King's Batman. I mean, are yeah. you reading James Tinian at all or Tiny? Yeah. I can never say his name right initially. I can, I, I just say it. Yeah. Just say it twice. And that way you'll, you're 50, 50, right? <laughs> <laughs> you appease both, uh, right. both levels of the linguistics out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. No, it's, it's undeniably good stuff, man. Um, so, uh, I gotta, I gotta ask who the best antagonist in comics is. Um, you know that's a that's a tough one because there's I think everyone loves a bad guy right mm. you know and when a bad guy is so versatile that um, they can be almost in their own solo series that that can be a lot of fun um, but the, what really came to me first when you asked asked me that was Craven the Last Hunter oh, shit. from Spider Man. Um, I just really don't think he's he's had some great stories, but there just hasn't been a solid like I want a twelve issue maxi series of him just going all out on New York City and Spider Man. It doesn't have to just be Spider Man. I mean, he's uh, he he just had a pretty cool little arc in Deadpool. You know, I mean, he Mm -hmm. he can he's he's versatile. He's not just a Spider Man, or he doesn't have to be just a Spider Man villain. Right. Man, that's a great answer. I like that. Yeah, I like to see him maybe just going. It's a different protagonist in each issue, and he's like onslaughting through the whole Marvel heroes or something like that. I think that would be really cool. Craven kills the Marvel universe. That could yeah. be your book, man. That could be your Marvel breakthrough. I don't know. Do you have any aspirations to ever work for the Big Two? Well, I mean, the when it comes to the Big Two, that is, I I don't want that out of just sheer notoriety. Notoriety. Got I it. want it as a solid. Now I can work in comics full time. Mm. That's would be the goal because that's not going to stop me from continue to writing indie comic books just won't be able to do 
one or the other. Gotcha. Can't be Marvel, can't do DC, whatever the contract is. But those guys are still pumping out stuff at Image. You know? Damn straight. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, Donny Cates is their golden boy, but he's also Image's golden boy, too. I mean, he just yeah. broke everybody with crossover this week. So Right. Um, yeah, no, I like that, man. I, I, I see you as an indie guy for sure, but when you pitch me uh, a Craven uh, maxi series, like this <laughs> guy has it. his finger on the pulse, man. He knows what we want when we don't even realize when we want it. You know, and I haven't heard that yet. Uh, there's something special about you, about you, Jonathan. I'm telling you, man. Hopefully, and, Marvel's listening. <laughs> uh, oh, every day, every every episode, all 250 now. I'm sure. Nice. <laughs> um, so. Uh, what was the uh, the last single issue uh, that you read? What was the last book you put down? Um, uh, oh, God. Because I, I, I have a stack that I'm slowly going through. I'm, I'm <laughs> finally uh, hitting it. Um, but there were so many I was, I was reading it every day. I think it was honestly um, issue three of uh, Three Jokers. Oh, okay. Right on. I think it was that one because I was invited to be on another interview and part of it was us going to be reviewing it so i made sure i knocked all those out gotcha and, uh, yeah there's mixed opinions about it i've you know read the reviews uh online uh in general i thought it was a fun story i thought it was a, a fun uh jason todd barbara gordon story too. yeah see and that's what was that's what i enjoyed the most about it it doesn't really yeah. seem like a batman story and it hardly even really right. felt like a joker story it really felt like a a, a todd gordon story and yeah. I, I i did enjoy that much about it and the 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 night the art was undeniably incredible oh panel yeah for panel you can't deny fabric at all so good knocked down the park yeah. right on I, I tell people that i described it i think in that interview it's a love letter to the killing joke but if you're a hardcore Killing Joke fan, you're not gonna like it. I, you know, that's that's very well said. Yeah. Very well said. Um, I I I would have to agree with that 100. Yeah. percent That's spot on, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so let's fast forward 150 years now. You've had your career. Uh, <laughs> people are um, at your uh, your your memorial site. <laughs> what does your comic book tombstone say? Oh wow! Um, it's as uh, Jonathan Hedrick. Um, he he gave us some great stories, and um, hopefully those stories will continue after he's gone. Damn straight, man. Um, I I see I see your content standing the test of time. That'd be uh, great. I, I I do. Um, I I haven't even had the chance to actually go through and fully read one of your stories yet. Mm -hmm. And I am so goddamn impressed with you and Ooh, your, your, your you. concepts and your ideas and your, your, your marketing tactics. I can't wait for the 11th, for the recount to be in my hands. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's going to be exactly what I need to read after this week. <laughs> it's uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Um, mm -hmm. I, I thank you so much for coming on, Jonathan. If there, yes. you, you ever have any other books that you ever need, Pub or published i'm not i'm not there yet uh pushed <laughs> <laughs> or plugged this is your spot man the cheers to Ooh. comics podcast has your back i'll take you up on that thanks for having me uh thank you man you uh stay safe out there and keep your head in the he head in comics this week yes don't look at absolutely. that other shit <laughs> yeah all, all right, right. Brother. thank cheers. you cheers
everybody, this is RJ, Ash, Ray, Brandon, Harrison, and Bronson. We host a Dungeons & Dragons podcast called Realms & Nerds. Some highlights of our show include wreaking havoc in every town we visit, blowing up hot tubs, killing off fan-favorite characters, high necromancers, inappropriate wedding etiquette, and every now and then, actually good storytelling. Join us in the realms of Pridea for fun fantasy adventures. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or just about wherever you get podcasts. Well, there you have it, Slurds. Another creator has been cornered. Another episode in the books. This has been number 258. And uh, as always, I thank you all for tuning in. I hope you've been enlightened and uh, swayed in some way, shape, or form. I know I got a kick out of talking to Jonathan Hedrick. See? Did it again. Did it again. Jonathan Hedrick. Uh, And I... I (laughs) This recount book, I'm telling you. It is uh, taking the world by storm. Mine's actually in the mail right now on its way to me. I'm stoked. Super stoked. Uh, so, yeah, uh, check out everything he's doing, man. All of his uh, freak show pr- princess and freak show night and all of the good stuff, man. He's, he's, he's the dude. But you know all that because you just listen to the whole damn podcast. Uh, as always, I have to, uh, you know, do my little pluggy plugs. Uh, shout out to NSCLiveTV.com, as always, always, always. As well as Hooked On Comics. Make sure you checked out Hooked On Comics if you're looking for safe ways to get your books, yo. Um, uh, the, the five-star reviews on iTunes. Five-star reviews on iTunes are super massive. Uh, I don't know why they just are. And uh, it's the best way, the absolute best way to help this podcast grow. It doesn't cost you anything but a few seconds of your time. Leave five-star reviews on iTunes. I love looking at them. Uh, it's, it's really all I get out of this is a little, those little ego strokes. You know, there's not a whole lot of money in podcasting. <laughs> I'm just going to go and say it. So, yeah. But, but if you do want to contribute to the tiny, tiny, tiny amount of money that is uh, available in the world of podcasting, then become a patron. Patreon.com slash cheers to comics. And uh, just, you'll, you'll see the different tiers for yourself. There's different levels of which to choose from. And uh, the lowest level being only a dollar is going to get you sent out some stickers, plural. So, yeah, it really does. It's the ultimate way to show your appreciation for this show. Uh, I can't say that it really helps grow, but it does help you become a producer of this show. Uh, I guess it does help it grow in a sense, technically. Um, and I mean technically because that's where the, the money goes, is towards the technicals of this here show. Uh, Five-star reviews, however, help the podcast grow on a, uh, I guess, viral uh, type of basis, if you will. So, thank you all for tuning in. Once again, the man has been Jonathan Hedrick, but he's only getting started. Uh, I'm Brian Wayne. As always, stay safe out there. Read responsibly. Cheers, fuckers. Hi, you're listening to Cheers to Comics Podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics Podcast. Hey, everyone, I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics Podcast with Brian Wayne.
This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast.